I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Good morning. <laughs> I'm trying not to go <laughs> with the Irish brogue. <laughs> the most reluctant good morning. You could just say hello. Hello. You could say, you could say what is it? <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Hey, there you go. That, you could, that should be my many ways to start. Greeting. Greetings and salutations. Yes. If, what is a famous cinematic greeting? That's... That's what you needed to come up with is what, what's a famous like line or way of saying hello from a, a classic movie that you love. Uh, well, and make that's that a your good greeting. One. Greetings and salutations is is a good one. I actually used that for quite a long time. I guess I there guess it could be I know one of those. Nick was curious about the whole uh, Nick Langdon piped up on Discord trying to figure out what the Hondo thing was, and he did some like deep research into it. it's a Spanish word for something. And Ben cleared that up. It's like no, no, no it's from. History of future folk. So, see, I've got my movie tie-in right. tagline. You need, you need to have yours. So, in Spanish, I would think that it's a, it's a male Honda <laughs> vehicle. Oh, still too early. <laughs> Far too early. <laughs> no, that's Them true. Too early Good old bad, bad jokes. dad jokes. Yes. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, right. All right. <laughs> news. We've got all kinds of movie news, uh, right? Yes. How, well, well. How's your how's your uh, how's your morning? Uh, been up for like thirty minutes, so it hasn't been a morning yet. So it's well. How's how's your movie week been? Uh, well, let's see. We recorded uh, trailer rewind, so we got oh, that. Okay. So uh, JJ and I uh, talked about the Bachelors. So I think uh, Pete is putting that one together for release soon, which was a uh, an unexpected. Uh, Surprise! I, I, it it never got a theatrical release, which, given the cast, I was surprised. But JJ and I had some differing opinions on that one, uh, so that was something I you know watched last weekend. And now I've I've been hooked on TV. I got hooked into um, the Netflix series Russian Doll. That's just amazingly fun. So that's what's been eating up that's, my time. That's not the one that uh, Martin Tilkvist suggested but it was it was it by the same person because you guys were having a little chat on the tv channel about that right yes uh he had just finished killing eve which is a bbc show and so i told him that he needed to check this out russian doll russian doll out i have i've heard of neither of those shows that's how out of the loop i am with tv russian doll is sort of like plays with that whole groundhog day premise of living a moment over and over again uh but the show is uh created by and i, I can remember all the names there's three of them it's natasha leone who stars in it amy poehler and then a third that i can't remember off the top of my head who directed the majority of the episodes you've got three women that basically created the show wrote it it's i think eight or nine half hour episodes and it's kind of dark it's it's a, a darkly comic movie with yeah I'm, I'm only about halfway through um but i've been really really enjoying it but uh i mentioned it because it was one of these nice just well crafted from you know each episode uh they pack so much into half an hour um and so i mentioned it to martin because he had just finished killing eve which my wife and i had just binged maybe a month or so ago which is another amazing series that is just you look at it and say i'm glad they didn't try to condense this into a movie but they maintain that quality for a tv show it's like little episodes that are like little mini movies it's a really entertaining show Hmm. about tracking down an assassin so Uh, and that's the one that uh sandra oh named eve i'm guessing um no the assassin is actually villanelle and she is tracking down eve <laughs> villanelle villanelle is her sort of code name eve is the agent that is sort of profiling and, and following her so villanelle is like straight out of like the he-man universe <laughs> <laughs> like eve, eve eve what was her name eve villain evil evilin evilin was the super or the he, he-man villain's name who worked with skeletor evilin <laughs> Because like they want to make it, villain. they want to make it clear to the kids that this person yeah. is bad. Yes. Yeah, just like just what was her name? Now Vill- I forgot. Vill- Vill- Villanelle, which is actually it's a um, a form of poetry that and I I'm gonna, I should know this, but I think a villanelle has um, f- specific format about the words at the end of the line, and you, it's those six. I think it's a six line stanza. And the six words that in those lines have to end each line, but in different orders as you work their way through. But I don't know. That's why the author picked it. It's based on a series of like short 
e-novels or e-books that were published online and became this thing. Hmm. So, yeah. So Interesting. I've been in I've been in TV land. I'm still trying to find time to get caught up on my my Oscars. I know JJ said he just saw the favorite and loved it. So I've got to got to make time to to get out and see that, or if it's available online now, yeah. I only have a few more weeks. I I, I have not gone anywhere with my with my watching of the Oscar nominated films. So I'm uh, I'm behind there. But I did finish my Melissa McCarthy series i was watching all of her films and uh i opted to uh i I finished life of the party last night which i was i mean i was in tears i was laughing so hard in a couple of the scenes um and then i decided not to rewatch the happy time murders (laughs) so i'm like i don't think i need to watch that one ever again and so now i'm just down to her newest one uh can you ever forgive me so i've uh other than one um, mysterious indie that she did a little while back that is not available anywhere, I've now watched her whole filmography. Oh, wow. so okay. Quite an, an enjoyable time, but that gets me, I can check that off the list, and so now, you know, maybe I'll start actually watching some of these Oscar films. Or my Robert Redford series, or right. too many. I don't know. Or you could just, you know start on an albert finney series because i'm just reminded of how many oh. amazing films he has been in and how many that i've seen and some so many that have always been on my list of i've heard great things about that yes yes i'll get around to seeing it someday but it's never been a, a top priority of of mine but yeah i've just that's one where i mean growing up in the 80s and 90s he's one of these guys that was just in a lot of things that i've remember seeing around but just wasn't you know, like The Dresser. That's one that, you know, as a, you know, 14-year-old in high school, that's not a movie I'm going to, you know, that's, see. But I yeah. remember hearing great things about it. And I say, you know, now I'm like, oh, I should maybe go back into sort of that, his deeper catalog there to see some of those films that I have just been missing out. Because I think the, f- I remember seeing like, you know, Miller's Crossing, you know, then like, oh, wow, this this guy, he's got a, you know, he's got a, a presence in films. And then seeing him in like Aaron Brockovich, uh, you know, so many great great roles from the late albert finney yeah i uh i I, tom jones i i saw when i was doing like my best picture winners back in college um and then but i i think that he's one of those actors that i i didn't really pay much attention to like he wasn't a guy that i would regularly seek out but i obviously had seen him in films like annie that was probably the first film i watched him in and then uh, gosh, I don't know where I, I, I think probably in the late nineties, early two thousands with like Simpatico, Aaron Brockovich, traffic, big fish. Yeah. Uh, that's probably where I started picking up. And then I went back and watched some things like, um, uh, murder on the Orient Express recently, the duelists, Wolfen, um, the dresser. And, and so kind of picking up on some of those older films uh, under the volcano, Oh, and I had seen Miller's Crossing, of course. So, yeah. so it's, yeah, he, he's an actor that um, I just really enjoyed and certainly was in some great uh, films later in his career. I love oh, that yeah. he got into doing like the animated stuff like Corpse Bride, um, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Um, he popped up in the Bourne films, Skyfall. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great actor and yeah. um, has a very interesting like run of films especially in the the earlier ones and yeah. i think there's a lot of earlier ones that um that i haven't seen that are probably worth checking out there we are you got any marvel news for us andy 
the um yeah you know i was poking around for marvel news trying to find some interesting stuff and i was really struggling for a while i was like well captain marvel has a new poster and it's a really boring <laughs> it's like the standard boring new poster that was about it but then i just uh found today that the new uh, captain marvel website has been released or has been um unveiled oh. by marvel and it's totally done like i mean obviously there really wasn't uh, the web uh site design uh when when is it takes place in the in like 92 or something like yeah, that somewhere yeah as i recall yeah the web the world wide web didn't you know there w- really wasn't a no. whole thing of it but they certainly did a retro design which is like you know late 90s type of oh, design really? which is really okay. fun so if you go to marvel.com slash captain marvel <laughs> it's just it's so fantastic because it's just it's so bad looking and it's, <laughs> and, it's inten- great intentionally intentionally yeah okay. they totally did an intentional uh bad like old school <laughs> website with rainbow letters and just oh. like those those big ugly buttons for like people's names and uh you know just the different things you can click on plus there's a little pop-up character that pops up around the edges periodically and if you can catch her uh it's it's a cree and you can you can blast her (laughs) it's just so random well it's i was thinking about this because I don't go, people watch trailers, but you don't go to like movie websites anymore. I don't know that there's that often that, you know, the studios are actually making an entire website for a film with, you know, I remember used to go and you could get, you know, still images or gosh, back maybe in the mid nineties, you could like download sound clips, things like that. There was all kinds of fun, like promo stuff on a website um to to sort of help you understand the world of the movie and i think i mentioned on the film board for glass there was like unbreakable had this really fun you know website called are you unbreakable that you know it it built helped build the world now with captain marvel you i don't know that you need to build the the world for that you've got the comics but you don't i i don't know that for any of like the best picture i don't know that i've been to a movie a movie's website in probably three or four years because there's they're not promoted or marketed you know really out there and not aware that there's anything helpful useful or interesting that that are in there but this one sounds like i'm gonna have to check it out now for the little retro fun fun. okay it's very fun the um yeah i it's that's a good point i i feel like i only end up looking at movie websites when i hear that it's a it's something clever that they're doing otherwise yeah i just never look at it i'll watch the trailer but that's it so it's nice to see that they're playing around with it to give us something a little more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's the that's the Marvel news for now. <laughs> Marvel.com slash Captain Marvel. Okay. There you go. Oh my goodness. All right, so we do- it just loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? It is like yes. Oh. <laughs> It's like the fantastic rainbow letters. Like, oh, it oh. is so, so much fun for anybody that remembers those early days and the big gray sign-in button at the bottom. Oh. Oh, God. Our, a guest book. With the awful, like, oh. the the text where it's like the big block oh, the, uh, of, you, the, of the black behind the letters. Because well, you've got to put, you got to put, 
you know, text on an image, you, you've got to put yeah. the text box there and the text box is not going to be transparent. And it's this <laughs> nice little grainy low res photos. And, oh, yep. yes, this this is a joy. This is total joy. <laughs> this is my so, afternoon even, now. Even for people who aren't excited about uh, the Marvel films, it's a website worth checking out just to <laughs> just to enjoy the, the what they've done here. It's yes. pretty it's pretty. Fun. OK, so cool. Well, let's do trailers. I think uh, uh, who <laughs> do you want to go first or shall I? Well, we don't have any A24. We don't have any red band. We both have like the oddest trailer picks ever on this one because I I couldn't find anything. And then you asked why I didn't do like the teen thing. I didn't see any like teen, you know, movies out there. I would have opted for something like that. It's called, and now I have to find it because I was like, oh, I should have written the name down. But I, by that point, I already forgot what the name was. Uh, I'm going to tell you here. It's called, it's something with a star. Oh, the sun is a star too or something like that. The sun is also a star. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the sun is also a star. Didn't see that trailer That's the around. teen. Oh. That's the teen trailer that's coming out. In UK cinemas, it says. Oh, <clears throat> so okay. No, because the everything that I was barraged with look, when I'm looking for new trailers was the Child's Play remake, which I thought you would have gone for because of just I don't know <laughs> horror and cheesy reboot. I don't know, but <clears throat> if you'd done that, we would have had like two unnecessary reboots. Because what I'm going with is a movie I didn't didn't know existed, was in production, don't know that it needs to exist, but it's the third movie titled shaft and i thought we're doing shaft again with samuel l jackson because he did it back in 2000 and something so like 20 2000 2000 so 20 years ago he was in a movie called shaft so it's time to do shaft and i thought are they rebooting this thing what what are they trying to do with this it's apparently a sequel maybe it is it's a hard it's full-on sequel so because he's he's shafted but this time it's you know his son and it looks like it'll be fun but i don't again i don't know that it's it's necessary but it's you know lots of action i mean it it looks like a movie from the late 90s early 2000s of we've got a you know detective character and there's something going on he's got to bust into the crime world and we've got all kinds of fights but this one has a, a 2019 spin on it particularly a scene where he and his son are confronting a woman with a baseball bat and his son's like you can't hit a woman that's misogynistic and he's like no i i hit everybody i don't discriminate <laughs> yeah, i'm not even the one who brought up that she's a woman exactly exactly so it's gonna be one of these movies that i think Five, six years from now, people will look at this and say, oh, that's so 2019. Um, it's going to be very much of its time. But, you know, Samuel L. Jackson playing Shaft again, uh, yeah, will probably be fun. A uh, little Marvel connection. This one's directed by Tim Story, who did the um, Fantastic Four and the whatever the Fantastic Four Silver Surfer, Surfer movies back, back in the day. So we have a little Marvel connection in this one. But... I don't know that I'm going to rush out to the theater to see this when it comes out on June 14th. I this might find its audience. Or I don't know if it's going to be overwhelmed by a lot of other summer movies. But, um, yeah, it looks, you know, I enjoyed. I remembered seeing the first Shaft back in 2000 or shortly thereafter when it was on video. Not uh, one that was very memorable to me. Um, but, you know, I always enjoy Samuel Jackson, you know, being a tough guy. 
And of course, when you say the first shaft, you mean well, the first Samuel the, Jackson shaft, right? Because yeah. we got Richard Roundtree right. in nineteen seventy something. Yes, seventy one. Yes, doing the original shaft. shaft. This is like totally setting us up for a series. I was just going to say that you need to do a whole <laughs> shaft series. Why not? Yes, because we've got shaft, shaft, and then he had two sequels: Shaft's Big Score and Shaft in Africa. Plus, I think he had a TV show. And then uh, and then we have the, the a quote, reboot slash sequel. Because, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is playing the original Shaft's nephew. Right. And yeah. now this story is about his son. Yes. It's, I tell you, uh, I, I, I don't remember the, uh, the original uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, film very well. I was a little surprised watching the trailer for this one because... It looks like they're going like full on comedy route now. Yeah, and and I'm like, this is totally not the black exploitation, no. uh, just cop, cop film that we got in the 70s. And I mean, it was a very different time, very different types of films. But it was just, it's still kind of my recollection, a pretty straightforward crime film. And um, and and my recollection of the Shaft from 2000 is that it was. More of the same, maybe a little like less black exploitation, but still the whole idea of just this kind of this black uh, undercover detective who's who's taken down a, a the crime boss. Yes. Well, and, that one was, and now we're going into full on comedy route. Yeah. So I was really surprised by the tone. I don't know. I, I'm I, I scratched my head a yeah. little bit. Um, but I, I do think it would make for an interesting series to look at these films and uh, and try to try to gauge what the uh, temperature of society was at the time each came out and what they're trying to say with it. Well, yeah, I think in 2000, John Singleton directed that one. So I think it is a more more serious take on that. Uh, with with this one, you know, we've got uh, Tim Story, who, although, do, you know, doing the Fantastic Four, you know, he's known more for his comedies, uh, working with Kevin Hart on a lot of things. You know, if you remember back in 2004, Taxi with... Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. So, you know, definitely lighter, you know, that that was still a sort of a, a crime movie, you know, looking at some bank robberies, but definitely with a more comic approach to that. So I, I see why, you know, given the subject matter, how do you how do you present this seriously or how do you just, you know, take this genre and sort of step step apart from it a little bit and, and, and poke some holes and poke some fun at it. Uh, because yeah, I think it, you get into a lot of complex issues that are difficult to handle and it would be a challenge. So it's easier to just, we're going to make fun in this, in this film. So yeah, June 14th shaft, you know, I didn't realize So, so the original shaft is based on a book by Ernest Tidyman. I didn't realize that he wrote a good number of sequels. Um, to the book oh There's really shaft the second book is <laughs> i don't think that this could sell on shelves these days oh, no. i don't know Sh- shaft among the jews <laughs> is the next book <laughs> oh no oh, shaft's no. big score shaft has a ball um <laughs> and then we have shaft's carnival of killers so those are the uh <laughs> those are the shaft films uh yeah <laughs> wow yeah, well, according to IMDb, he also did some work on the French Connection. So, interesting. Little, yeah, right. Yeah. And right. High Plains Drifter. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Shaft, let's get out of this. Shaft among the Jews. Let's get out of this uncomfortable space <laughs> to, I don't know where you're taking us, but 
There, <laughs> yes. Go ahead and tell us about this thing you found. We are. Uh, the I had to do this trailer. I I came really close to doing the the uh, child's play uh, because it's horror. It would be a fun one to to discuss. But Steve, we're doing the Rocky series right now. How could I not do this? That I I want to say is an unofficial um, uh, uh, film inspired by Rocky. I don't even know what to say about it, but it's a Bollywood film called Rocky, <laughs> directed by Adnan A. Shaikh. And uh, it's, I don't know what to say about the trailer. It looks like a really odd uh, story about a guy who, uh, it, it, it's a Bollywood-ish trailer. It starts off with a guy who's just ripped, who seems to, it seems to be kind of going down the action movie route where this guy is ridiculously strong and he's taken down bad guys and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden he's falling in love and we get this whole stretch of the film where it's just this love story and you're seeing kind of the Bollywood musical bits. And then I, I can't tell if she got killed or someone else got killed. And then it goes back into action mode. <laughs> we, get, we get more of all the, the uh, insane fighting and uh, rippling muscles and all that craziness. Uh, it's, it's, what, it's a film that... I, I find this on IMDb when I look on their site trying to find some of these uh, kind of Bollywood types of films where you don't uh, you you don't find them very well updated on IMDb yes. yet, and yes. I, I think it's uh, it takes a little time to get uh, kind of get that information out there, and I I don't know. I, they just may not be updating it as much. Who knows? But anyway, it's there's not much information about this, and it is in. Uh, uh, I'm not sure specifically which of the languages from India they're speaking here, but um, I don't know. It weirdly looks very entertaining. Like I, I had a, a blast watching the trailer because it just was this crazy uh, Bollywood type of world that I had a blast with. So Rocky. Uh, starring Sandeep Salve, Ashok Shinde, uh, Kranti Redkar. And it comes out March 8th in, uh, I'm guessing, in India. I don't think there's a U.S. release date yet. I I know that in, in Bollywood they will take movies and they will adapt them and then there's like musical numbers added and dance sequences and all that, but that there's usually, so, you can see the resemblance to some of the plot pieces i don't know how this relates to rocky at all because there's no boxing in this one because i thought oh okay he's just this tough guy and then i figured oh we're gonna get to the whole like boxing thing but no it's more about like a crime boss thing or something which yeah fine. and right. so they're using the name because the character's name is rocky so it may not have anything to do with you know the sylvester stallone rocky franchise but yeah i this just m reminds me that you guys need to do like a Bollywood series because they're. I totally want to. There's, yeah. it's a, it's an untapped, you know, area in, you know, what we we look at. The um, Harkins Theater just up the road from me um, occasionally has like, you know, Indian film fest type things going on. Uh, they'll have a couple of screens, and so I know there is, you know, a growing audience here in the yeah, States. Yeah, they've been doing that by me, too. Yeah. yeah, there's a growing audience for this here, and I think it, it would be really interesting to look at this as a, as a really unique genre of film, and for some of these 
you know, with adding all the musical numbers, some of these have like really, really long run times. And you think, oh, this is like Rocky. You figure, oh, this is going to probably be like, you know, between 90 minutes and two hours. And some of these movies end up like two, three hour long run times because of all of that. And it's a an entirely different style of film unto itself. So, yeah, right. and this isn't the first like Bollywood trailer you've you've mentioned. There have been a couple nope. that you you keep. <laughs> the one where the guy became a fly. Yes, exactly. I think that trailer. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know that I'm gonna put this one on my must see list, but it again is a nice reminder that there is a huge industry out there cranking out a lot of you know, and the quality of this you know this you know just you yeah. Know, Looks like yeah, the production and everything. I mean, we got slow. We got explosions. We got fights. We've got big musical numbers. Yeah, looks like a lot yeah, of fun. It, yeah, it does. It does. And uh, to that end, if nothing else, it does really inspire me to uh, to kind of continue pushing for a Bollywood series because I think I think it would be a lot of fun. And I don't. I don't even think you can just say Bollywood anymore. I think there's a Bollywood. I think there's another. There's a couple of different uh, kind of places in india that are are the centers yes, for film yes. uh, depending on which uh which particular language they're speaking and, and stuff but i just i'm too unfamiliar so i have some learning to do uh but uh definitely want to check this out I, I will just point out the funniest shot for me in the whole trailer is right at the end when you just see him standing there it's, it's a real short shot um, but he's just standing there and he spreads his arms out and his shirt just like rips oh, yes. off of his body on its own. <laughs> like he's just flexing so much. So speaking of Rocky, <laughs> let's jump into our list. Our list. That, this is for Rocky three, right? Rocky three. All yes. right. Where we have what wrestlers acting because of Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips in this one. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yes. Oh. Wrestlers in film. Yes. This was, um, I, I was really surprised at how lengthy my list grew. Like, it was crazy. Like, I, I had forgotten about so many uh, wrestlers in these films. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a very extensive list. So I was working on my list. And because, you know, we in this household are fans of the, the Netflix, you know, series Glow. My wife asked me, she's like, hey, what about any of those, those you know, women wrestlers? Have any of them made that transition into the big screen? And huh. not as successfully. I think there are some that have, you know, sort of languished in that uh, sort of direct-to-video Sharknado type film zone. But I, there, were, there weren't a lot. So I ended up sticking with guys. Uh, but I was, again, surprised how there's this separate little weird industry of, like, the WWE working with, like, Hanna-Barbera or something. Because there's, like, there's <laughs> there's these weird crossover things with, like, Flintstones and, and wrestlers, but, you know, and Scooby-Doo and wrestlers. And I don't understand it at all. But as I was looking through, I was like, oh, well, this wrestler, what movie has he, has he been in? And I see, like, these Scooby-Doo and... Like what? Who who watches this? I don't know what, who the audience is or how they come across these movies. Are these recent? Yes, ones or yes, like back in our day when. Oh we were no, no, kids? like because I I totally remember those episodes when I was. Uh, a kid. Well, I remember. Yeah, we had the Harlem Globetrotters, and you know, with with you Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. Adams Family. Yes, uh, but yeah, I I vaguely remember. I think I remember some wrestlers, but I I can't be sure. But no, these are our our recent. 
uh, things. So if you look at uh, John Cena, he was in. Uh, let's see, what was that one called? It's something. I think that's one of the ones with the Flintstones or something like that. Uh, I didn't a, even know the Flintstones was still being made yes so it's the flintstones and wwe stone age smackdown from 2015 <laughs> and featuring john cena as john cena stone and vince mcmahon as vince mcmagma yes <laughs> uh apparently there's a jetsons uh and wwe robo wrestlemania from 2017 and so these aren't like little episodes these are like the like hour long so it's it's not quite a yeah. whole movie it sort of fits in that weird space in between there's several scooby-doo ones yes it was like when we were kids and they would do like the uh, yogi yogi bear is wacky world of sports right or yogi olympics yes. or whatever it was yes. called and like, it was just kind of like a special where right. they integrated lots of different characters although yeah. this is yeah seems more specifically focused yeah. to I, wrestling and i was assuming these are like direct-to-video things because i don't know where else you would catch these things unless it's on like cartoon network or something but yeah so there's still you know flintstones i was surprised scooby-doo i was not as surprised because i know like scooby-doo as a character is like one of the most recognizable characters globally across you know he's just a, yeah. a thing that you go anywhere people know scooby-doo so i guess the you know wrestling you know may have that same global uh, notoriety so it was an unexpected discovery as I was trying to track down uh, wrestlers in films. I think that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, I had I I approached this from sort of the tone that was set with Rocky Three, which is Hulk Hogan as a wrestler, and when he first appears in film. So sort of the because there are several wrestlers one very well-known one who have made just separate careers as actors now. I'm sort of looking at that. I would sort of approach it as the crossover point of somebody that is known as a wrestler at that time, appearing in a film uh, and acting, not as a wrestling character. Because there's sometimes they'll, you know, with Hulk Hogan, yes, he was sort of as appearing as a wrestler. I looked at it from when is this wrestler sort of, you know, getting into their acting chops there and like trying to take on a, a role that is not the wrestler role. So that's sort of the the focus I put on my list. Okay. Okay. So uh, do you want to kick us off then? Sure. Uh, and I'm wondering how many steals there might be because my list isn't that long because I don't, I'm curious where, where you went. So I'm going to start with, for me, I guess the, f after Rocky, the next wrestler sort of chronologically that I came across and I remember this of like, I know that guy. Oh my gosh. He's hilarious. And the princess bride, Andre, the giant. Uh, there's the first deal. See, I like, I got to take that one first and I can use the excuse of sort of working chronologically on this one to, to get that one out of the way. But yeah, I, I don't know that he did any much acting after that, but again, the, you know, the wrestler sort of playing the, you know, the muscle in a movie and, you know, Andre the Giant with so many just great quotable classic lines. And uh, yeah, he was uh, back when I was watching wrestling, um, he was big. You know, his whole relationship with Hulk Hogan and then all of a sudden like they, they were on the same side and then all of a sudden he switched sides and it was this big drama and oh, I was totally into all that. I was so into all that. 
<laughs> Such nonsense, but man, did I love it. Yeah, good old Andre the Giant. Um, yeah, he was, uh, that's a good one. It's one of my uh, top, probably top 10 favorites. It's uh, it's one that I just absolutely love. So. And my, my favorite Andre the Giant sort of, and I, I believe it's true. I don't know that it's this weird apocryphal urban legend thing, but apparently when he was a young boy, um, the the playwright Samuel Beckett, who wrote like Waiting for Godot and all kinds of weird, you know, sort of experimental stuff, would drive Andre the Giant to school. Because I don't know if they were like neighbors or something like that, but huh. yes, I'm just trying to think of these two people in a car together. You've got literary, you know, legend Samuel Beckett and young, soon to be wrestling star Andre the Giant, and the conversations that might happen in that drive to school. I would love to know what those were. That's hilarious. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, since that since you took that one, right. um, which I was saving for my number one, but I'm going to start with this one regardless. Um, this is, uh, um, I, I figured I probably would end up with The Rock on my list somewhere because Dwayne Johnson has done a a, a vast body of work um, since he really kind of kicked into um, uh, films with uh, the I think it was the first uh, sequel to. The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, where he popped up as the Scorpion King. And uh, that kind of um, began his uh, his cine- cinematic explorations. And and obviously, he's he's done quite well. And I just absolutely uh, think he's a, just a joy to watch. Um, but the first film that he did that really kind of, I guess you could say it was the first thing that he did where he was... <sighs> Uh, saying, I'm going to act more. I'm going to step away from wrestling and do more of this acting was a really fun uh, action film that Peter Berg directed in 2003 called The Rundown. Oh, yes. And yes. it was so much fun. It's just like I, he he's kind of this bounty hunter who's hired uh, by... Uh, a guy to uh, to collect his son from uh, from Brazil, and uh, and he has to go get him. But it just turns into all this craziness. Um, he's in it. We've got uh, Sean William Scott in it as the the kid he has to go collect. Christopher Walken is in it. Rosario Dawson, um, Ewan Bremner. Uh, it's man, I just had so much fun. The the thing that sold me on him in this film, like right out of the gate. You walk. Uh, he walks into this bar because he has to um, uh, get this bounty, which is a couple like big football players. And he looks at both of them, and like these statistics go through his head. Yes. Of I, I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it is, but it's like the chances of 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 hurting them or something like that. And and he has to really figure out how to do it because he really likes these guys and doesn't want to ruin their careers. So he has to like figure out how to take them down without like injuring them so they can't play. I don't know. It was just, it was so much fun. That's my first choice, the rundown. Uh, see, I had the rock, but I did not have the rundown. But that, that's one of those, yeah, I remember seeing it and having a really good time with it. And I haven't seen it in probably over 10 years. It'd be nice yeah, to, yeah, I need to rewatch need that. Need to one rewatch too. that one because I do remember ever a, a movie that just knew how to have fun with itself and that, and that cast and it, of course cast Christopher Walken as the bad guy and just let him just do his thing <laughs> let, let him off the rails and let him go uh, just so crazy yes 
it's it and it bombed i, I don't yeah. know if bombed is the right word but it didn't yeah. make its money back at the box office and and um it got huge like positive praise and everything but for whatever reason it just didn't uh, find its audience and so peter berg wanted to do a sequel and, and the people involved did but um yeah never uh i don't know maybe maybe now that the rock is big and famous it'll take off again but it's worth checking out the rundown all right well, I'm going to keep uh, proceeding chronologically here, and I'm going to ask Andy, are you all out of bubblegum? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great. At least it's out there. But <laughs> of course you're going to steal that of one Of course I'm going to steal that one. Come on. This is, I, I mean, I'm going from like 1987 to 1988, and Roddy Piper and John Carpenter's They Live, which is just, I don't know what it was about seeing it at that that point i don't know just that age and there's so many things that just resonate it's just iconic moments and i don't know john carpenter is able to do this just have these great moments in films that when you look at them as a whole there's there's some flaws and it maybe doesn't execute everything you know perfectly but there are so many great moments in this one there's the the brutal alley fight as well and again for me this is about a a wrestler uh you know acting as a character and leveraging his you know physical abilities in a what is it like a six minute you know alley brawl um <laughs> that is just amazing uh but yeah here he is you know trying to carry a, a movie about you know aliens that have taken over the earth and you can only see them with the special sunglasses uh but yeah that's that's my second pick that's uh, I, I, that movie is so much fun, and it's funny because that's not one I saw. Um, I, I did see it on video. A, a friend rented it, and I just I didn't like it that much when yeah. I was a kid for some reason. And it wasn't until more recently when I was doing my uh, 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 John Carpenter uh, like film chronological watch mm -hmm. of his filmography that I rewatched, and I was like, "Why did I not love this yeah. movie when I was a kid? Because it's so great. I just totally love the movie." For my uh, next choice, I'm I'm jumping back in my list uh, in the hopes that I'm going to steal one from you now. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. I'm like, what is he going to steal next? Um, I am jumping to uh, John McTiernan's 1987 Predator, uh, which is uh, an action masterpiece. I think it's it's so much fun. It's so thrilling. This is one I watched many times when I was a kid. I was just obsessed with this this alien creature and the effects, which looked so cool. Everything about it was just such a neat experience. I had a blast watching it. Um, and, of course, we have Jesse the Body Ventura, yes. who pops up in there. Uh, <laughs> another one who I watched a lot when I was a kid, so it was great seeing him pop up here. And, boy, has he had a, a wild and varying career. He did do this, and then he did The Running Man yeah. the same year. And uh, then he became governor, governor. Of, of Minnesota. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, it's it's so strange the way that people's lives uh, take turns like that. But uh, Predator is a classic, and that's my uh, second choice. Almost a steal. I had that as a backup because I thought, Andy's okay. <laughs> an like, which one is Andy going to get to first? Um, so I, I, have, I have some backups, <laughs> but that was definitely one. I mean, yes, that was at that point – you know, the late 80s, because wrestling was such a huge thing. You had WrestleMania going on. You had so much stuff. It, these, you know, 
people were so much in the public eye that yes, you've got to take that opportunity, you know, of can I launch a, a, a film career? Am I just going to be spending my, you know, my time here in the wrestling ring on TV or can I leverage this popularity and, and draw people to a film? And yes, clearly here's someone that not only, you know, was able to make a couple movies out of it, but you know, launch a political career. So yes, that was yeah. classic. Um, so I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit and this one, for most for for these other picks I'd had, um, it was really their first you know role, and I, I I you know scrolled through IMDb and like there were maybe other TV things or it was like a a, a bit part in a TV as like a security guard or something like that. But I was looking for what is like the big movie step, and for most of them it was you know a, a big significant movie for this. For my next wrestler, it has been a, a long journey to get to. I think the popularity that he now has and came across some just unusual movies I'd never even heard of. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Dave Bautista and of course known as, you know, Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy is I think when he really became, uh, you know, that transition from, from wrestler to a, a popular movie actor. But along the way, I saw he had a bit part in this odd movie, and I'm, I'm, this is not my list. I'm going with, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but I do want to mention this because it is the most unusual movie I'd never heard of. Um, just listen to this cast and ask yourself, why have you not heard of this movie? Michael Shannon, Willem Dafoe, Chloe Sevigny, Michael Pena, Grace Zabriskie, Brad Dorif, and then way down on the list, we've got Dave Bautista as like a, a SWAT team member. In 2009, 2009's My Son, My Son, What Have Ye Done, directed by Werner Herzog, produced by David Lynch. It is inspired what? inspired by a true crime. A man begins to experience mystifying events that lead him to slay his mother with a sword. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> with, with this cast, I thought, wow. why is this not on my radar? What is going on? The trailer makes this movie look... I... I would not be if I had seen this trailer in 2009 I would not have probably wanted to see this movie it just does not look like it it's going to work well it's got a 6.3 on the IMDb star rating based on 8700 8, reviews I don't know but yes this was one of those early Dave Batista huh. roles as he's like a you know a hitman or a, a bodyguard or something like that but for us, I think everybody became aware of him as as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's continued to then, you know, expand and and, and branch out into a lot of other roles. And he was in um, one of the Bond films as well. So yeah, I think Spectre. so he's starting to I think possibly leverage his career to sort of ride that path that Dwayne Johnson has as The Rock and move on to a, a well-rounded career. So that's my third pick. Nice, nice. Well, for my final one, I am going for a film that is a story of an aging wrestler who wasn't a wrestler, the actor playing him, but it features a lot of wrestlers, real professional wrestlers in the film. I am, of course, talking about Darren Aronofsky's 2008 film, The Wrestler, with uh, Mickey Rourke as Randy the Ram Robinson, who uh, it was kind of a, a, a rebirth of his career, I guess you could say. Although, yeah, I mean, Sin City, I guess. But, you know, right in this era yeah. is when Mickey Rourke's popularity really started growing again. He started popping up in a lot of stuff. Uh, I love this film. It was an amazingly uh, strong 
a piece that Aronofsky did. Just the characters, just everything about it just was, was spot on perfect. And Mickey Rourke, I think, likely deserved the uh, Best Actor Award for this over... I believe it was uh, Sean Penn for Milk, although it's a pretty tough call. But still, I think I I think Mickey Rourke really um, delivered here. It was he was so good. But um, he's not a professional wrestler. No. <laughs> but we do have in the film a huge list of professional wrestlers who did appear: Andrew Anderson, Robbie E, Necro Butcher, Nick Burke, The Blue Meanie, Sabian, Nate Hatred, Ron Killings, L.A. Smooth, Jay Lethal, Jim Powers, Claudio Castagnoli, Larry Sweeney, Romeo Roselli, John Zandick, Chuck Taylor, Nigel McGuinness, D.J. Hyde, Kit Cope, Papadon, and Jay Santana. That's quite well, a list. Go. Yes. Quite a list yeah. of uh, professional re- wrestlers popping up in a story that was kind of about aging in a field yeah. like this where you're very physical. And and I think the scene that really stood out for me, and I can't remember which of the wrestlers he's sitting with, but they're kind of like sitting in a place like signing autographs and stuff. And it just, you, it just I don't know, it just seemed really sad seeing these kind of older wrestlers just sitting there doing this and it uh but it speaks to kind of the nature of things and that's kind of one of the ways that you continue to survive is you're just you know uh, making money where you can and right. signing autographs is one of them so all right yeah, pretty that, interesting one i haven't seen because i'm i'm really mixed about aronofsky and i every time i watch one i'm like uh, oh it falls short in in some way and i i get frustrated frustrated by there seems like such great potential but it's falling short of what i'm hoping for so i which is funny because you're you are in the i love the fountain camp right yes i do i mean yeah yes <laughs> which, which i i agree with your previous statement that one really fell short for me i so it's I, funny that- <laughs> I, I i will i admit this is I, I will say I have quibbles with it, but I still enjoy it despite those. Because yes, I agree it is it is not does not live up to the potential that it could have, and I, for whatever reason, give it some grace and allow it that. But that's like one of the few, and so that's why I've just still I there are so many films of his that I need to see. I just have to you know sort of be in the right frame of mind to say okay be ready to be disappointed let's not set our expectations too high and let's 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 do this and you yeah. should check that out yeah. right after you watch in the name of the father okay all right <laughs> do you have any other ones on your uh, on your list you want to give call outs to uh no that i mean you, you mentioned the mummy returns that was the first time uh you know dwayne johnson really you know made that transition he'd been in a couple tv shows he was actually played a wrestler called rocky on that 70s show he actually also showed up in an episode of star trek voyager playing the champion and and there was some type of arena battle so it was interesting to see his little little bit parts as he transitioned into the mind returns and what i did see is you know his role as the scorpion king they then spun that off to its own franchise and as I was doing my research, I see that that franchise is still going. I think they're on the Scorpion King four, and there are there seems to be a a history or trend of this is a good place for wrestlers to try out their acting, because if you look at some of the Scorpion King movies, you'd be like, oh, there's there's an actor, there's there's a wrestler that that's in there. And again, I haven't seen any of these Scorpion King movies, that's why they're not on my list. But <laughs> apparently, that's a good place. You know, hey, it worked for The Rock. I'm going to do a Scorpion King movie. Maybe that will get me started. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's very funny. You never know. No. Well, for me, I had uh, Man on the Moon was on my list. He's got the uh, that feud that he has with uh, Jerry the King Waller. Yep. 
Okay. Um, I had uh, Magic Mike on my list because um, uh, Kevin Nash was a wrestler that uh, they had cast for one of the one of the dancers. Oh. Okay. And Ed Wood because they had. Um, oh. George the, the Animal Steel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was he was a, a wrestler who was cast to play Tor Johnson, who was a Swedish wrestler. That's right. That Ed Wood had cast. So, those were my uh, uh, those were my backups. All right. Yeah. So well done. All right. Well, we are going to be talking about Rocky Four, and I I feel pretty confident that we had saved um, montage montages? training montages for this one. <laughs> okay. Because let's face it, this movie is a training montage. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. All kinds of great training. Oh, uh, what else though? We've got um, uh, we've got uh, Russia. We've got you know, hanging yeah. out in Russia. Hanging out in Russia. Yeah, yeah. So certainly Cold War. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that should be a thing. Is Cold War I, films? I think Cold War that definitely fits in there. So, what would our final pick be? We've got Cold War, training, training montages, montages, and. Uh, films about um, gosh, it's going to be a really narrow list, but yeah, we can do <laughs> films about juicing up. You know, you got the got the little uh, injections yeah. that he's, he's uh, uh, well, he, Drago taking. I don't know. Do we do we bring back the um, like because we do have a death of a character. In, we in, do in, in this in a sequel franchise sequel death of a beloved character. We, I think we should just put that one. Back I think on we there. put that back. I know we had it. Yeah. We had it last week. Yeah, but let's just do it again this week. We, we, you never know. People are going to go for the montage. Fine, but we're, we're giving them yeah. choices. We are giving them choices. Absolutely. Because okay, so we'll put that up and uh, yeah. see what people pick. And that that was our like second most voted category, wasn't it? The death of the. It was. In so, fact, it was a tie for a while yeah, so between see, that and wrestlers and films. So, so for everyone that voted for that, that was disappointed. This is your chance. Rally, rally the fans to vote for that category, to, so that we can do that one. See if you can take out the training montage votes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, until uh, until next week, we'll chat more then. Yes. But uh, yeah, uh, got any movie plans for the uh, catch up, for yeah. this next week? As always, trying to Rocky, catch up on my I mean, right, check out uh, catching up on my Oscar picks. That's you know my there you go. forever until until February twenty fourth. That's sort of my list, and we'll see what happens if I <laughs> how many I can knock out this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I've got family coming into town this weekend, so I have a feeling I will be catching yeah. nothing yeah. this weekend. Although I did say I did take the kids to the Lego Movie two. The second part oh, last okay. night. I saw your review and your, your three star uh, yeah, review. I was disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed. It was not as magical as the first one, but it was. I think it was going to be a hard one to kind of hit that that place. Yeah, uh, it still is fun. The kids had a good time, and it still had some good laughs, but uh, uh, a lot more forgettable for me. So I guess that's my movie for now. I don't know what I'll end up having time to catch before next week. So I guess we'll have to wait until next week to find out. We will. All right, everybody. Well, Patreon supporters, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, We couldn't be here without you. And uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Hondo. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle or better yet... Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. 
For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reels family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Steve and JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Oh, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about The Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara, Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Audible.